Riddle Me That is brought to you by Anchor, the easiest way to make a podcast. Use creation tools right from your phone and your computer, and Anchor will distribute your podcast to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. And it's free. And now, your host, Alex Riddle. Riddle, 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 Riddle. What is up, everybody? You're tuning in to the Riddle Me That podcast with your host, Alex Riddle. On today's episode, we're going to dive into the NFL as the downfall of the Pittsburgh Steelers continues as they lost their third straight game on Monday Night Football to the 2-10-1 Bengals. What's going to happen to the Steelers? Are they going to fold it in or are they going to have enough to make a playoff run? We're also going to talk some NBA hoops that the NBA season tipped off last night with the Brooklyn Nets destroying the Golden State Warriors. KD and Kyrie looking like they're for real. Karis LeVert, six-man of the year, question mark. The Brooklyn Nets looked really good, and the Golden State Warriors did not. Even though they didn't have Draymond Green, it, it might be a long year for the Golden State Warriors. We also had the Battle of Los Angeles, the Lakers taking on the Clippers. It was the Lakers ring ceremony last night. Some nice-ass rings, let me tell you. But it was the Clippers getting the last laugh as they defeated the Lakers by seven. And, of course, we have our Ficked Cup playoff overview and championship predictions as we head into the final week of fantasy football. Let's get after it. The Pittsburgh Steelers on Monday night were trying to avoid their third straight loss going up against the Cincinnati Bengals, the 2-10-1 Cincinnati Bengals, who just haven't been the same since Joe Burrow went down with his injuries. Offensive line's been awful, which means no running game. Already missing Joe Mixon, so Gio Bernard's won the show, who's been, who's been okay. But like I was saying, the offensive line, not there. They have receivers in T. Higgins uh, and Tyler Boyd, but with Ryan Finley... At the helm, it's just not getting it done. So you think on Monday night that the Pittsburgh Steelers would come in there, you know, having beat the Bengals 25 straight times, that that would be enough for them to take care of business Monday night. It was the exact opposite. Big Ben with 24 yards in the first half with a fumble and interception. He should have had 10 interceptions. The Bengals' defense was all over the place. With no running game for the Pittsburgh Steelers, the Bengals were able to push everybody back, and just wait for Big Ben to make a mistake. And that's all Big Ben did on Monday. It was probably the worst game I've ever seen from Big Ben Roethlisberger. And you know what? It cost me a fantasy matchup with bongs and stuff. Bongs and stuff, Alex and Tato in one of our fantasy football leagues. I had a six po- or a, f- a four-point lead on him going into, the- into Monday night. I had Big Ben. He had Deontay Johnson. Both were awful. Big Ben had negative three at halftime with Deontay Johnson having 2.2. But in the second half, it was Deontay Johnson scoring a crucial touchdown to give Sentado the win. Congratulations, Sentado. I, I, I wanted to take you down. I wanted to take you down. I thought I had you. But seventh win in a row from coming, from coming back from a 3-6 and six record. Pretty impressive. I'll give it to you. I wish you all the luck in the... Finals. Sorry to the Fick League for talking about 
another league on my podcast. I know it won't run well with the squad, but I had to talk about Big Ben's shitty performance. It just, you know, it hurt. And I'm never starting. Well, I, I hope Big Ben just falls off a motorcycle again because you know what? He's so old. Shatter those bones. Get out of the NFL. Put Mason Rudolph in. It's his time. But for the Pittsburgh Steelers, what does this mean going forward? If you can't even compete against the Cincinnati Bengals, what does it mean for the playoffs? What's going on? What's going on internally? What are they discussing right now? I mean, you have Juju Smith-Schuster who just dancing on the field before the games. That's definitely going to stop. That's not going to happen anymore. You know Mike Tomlin's putting into that. Where's their morale right now? Yeah, Big Ben's the leader, but when he's playing like shit, how does that help the rest of the team? I I think Pittsburgh will get it together. You know, they're too good of a team to just play like they did on Monday night. Uh, and, and the playoffs are weird. I've seen a lot of teams go into the playoffs cold and then make a run. So I'm not counting the Pittsburgh Steelers out. But they're going to have to make some changes quick because before you know it, they're going to be running up against some of the top dogs in the AFC, and it's not going to be pretty. Frankly, I'm sure everyone's saying the same thing. How the hell do the Steelers go 11-0? That's why I'm quite... What what changed? I mean, I, I guess football is football, and you know what? It's just not your game some weeks. But for three weeks in a row, they have looked horrendous. I think not, not having James Conner, that definitely has changed things. I, I think a lot of people thought that Benny Snell would just come in and things would be different. It, it's gotten worse. They have no running game, and, they, and, and they're predictable. And their defense has been solid, but when, when you're on the field the whole game, hashtag Chicago Bears, they're going to get worn down. That's just the nature of sports. You know, if you're on the field for... 10 hours, you know, you're probably going to get tired. You're probably going to get worn down a little bit. And the offense reads that. So Pittsburgh has a lot of work to do. They better shape up the next couple weeks before the playoffs. Otherwise, it will be curtains for the Pittsburgh Steelers. So I want to dive into some NBA hoops now. Opening night was last night. And hot damn, the Brooklyn Nets looked for real. I never thought they wouldn't, but... It was, you know, such a tease getting Kyrie and Durant on the team last year when they were both out for the whole year. So their whole bench mod that they have this year was pretty much their starting lineup that they had last year. And that's awesome because you have Karis LeVert and Jared Allen coming off the bench who could be starting on a lot of teams. And they looked like they were in, sh- in shape. They looked like they had chemistry. And, the, and most importantly, they looked like they were happy to be in the positions that they were in. You know, the coach having to tell Karras, hey, you could be starting, but we need you coming off the bench. Uh, that's Steve Nash, who also, I totally forgot was the coach. I mean, I, I didn't forget, but I forgot about it. And then all of a sudden, he's on the sideline just coaching it up. I'm like, damn, Steve Nash coaching against Steve Kerr for the Golden State Warriors. It was, it was cool. It was like two younger coaches, uh, which shows that we're kind of transitioning into a different generation of basketball. You know, we're having younger coaches, Taking over the helm. Uh, and it's cool. I love Steve Nash. I grew up watching him, so it's cool to see that he's now uh, playing. And whereas Steve Kerr, you know, I grew up watching him commentate on TNT, and now he's been coaching for the last five, six seasons. It's cool to see uh, how far I've come in my life with sports and just in general how we're kind of turning into the next chapter. But for now, it's the Kevin Durant and Kyrie show because – they were on one last night. You had Kyrie pulling up uh, for 
deep threes at the end of the half. KD doing KD things, uh, distributing the ball. Uh, Joe Harris just scrapping around, looking good. You know, solid Nets team. DeAndre Jordan catching oops. I was like, Lob City back in L.A. Uh, so, you know, he's found a home. Uh, so the Brooklyn Nets, if healthy, should be favorites to win the East this year, uh, along with the Milwaukee Bucks, and then probably a dark horse in the Miami Heat. But those are uh, my favorite teams. And the Celtics. Don't care about so those are my top four teams. I mean, I'm pretty sure that's the top four teams for most people. But I think it could go kind of either. Well, I think Brooklyn and Milwaukee will be competing for the one-two. Uh, but Milwaukee's kind of a fringe number two. I could see them maybe even dropping to a three, depending on how Miami and Boston are playing. The Golden State Warriors... They didn't have Draymond Green. It's James Wiseman's first game. I give them, you know, a pass for last night because that's a tough first matchup going against, going up against arguably a top three, four team in the NBA. Steph Curry's not going to be able to do it on his own. He looked good last night. You know, he wasn't crazy or anything. But I mean, it's his first game with these new players. It's gonna, it's gonna be a work in progress for Golden State, but. That being said, having Steph Curry on your team, along with Draymond coming back, they're going to hold their own. They're, they're going to be competing. I, I don't know what that's saying in a tough West conference, but don't count the Warriors out. I know I'm kind of, you know, in the beginning, I'm like, well, is this the end of the Warriors? It, this is a first game against the Brooklyn Nets. They're, I'm sure they're not worried. They got plenty of more opportunities to show who they are, but it doesn't get any easier with playing the Milwaukee Bucks on Friday on on Christmas Day. That's tough first couple games for Golden State. But don't worry, they had the Chicago Bulls on Sunday, so maybe their true colors will shine on Sunday night. I want to get into this Lakers Clippers battle. It was it was a hell of a game. It was fun to watch. We had Paul George on the Clippers, who just got a huge deal when everyone was kind of shitting on him for getting all that money. He's proven why he's worth it. You have. A man in Paul George and Kawhi Leonard who are finally, you know, the, to be fair, yeah, they didn't get a fair sample size last year playing together. They now have played together for a season. They're just going to start to gel even better this year. And with additions with Serge Baca, Lou Williams looked great last night per usual. They're going to be in good shape. The Clippers looked really good last night. The Lakers also looked good. I don't think, you know, it was the ring ceremony. You could never trust a championship team to perform on the first day with the rings. They didn't look bad, but they definitely weren't, you know, as into it as the Clippers were, that's for sure. The Clippers looked hungry. Lakers looked like they were satisfied. But AD and LeBron still looked good. Montrez Harrell making his presence known right away. Think about it this way. Montrez Harrell two months ago was on the Clippers. Now he's on the championship Lakers team two months later. So that's kind of crazy. But he looked great. Uh, Marcus Saul didn't play too much, but, you know, he was solid. So the Lakers are going to be fine. Uh, that's a, also, I mean, a tough first matchup for them playing the Clippers on ring ceremony where the Clippers, you know, had their eyes out to win a championship this year. So they're coming for the Lakers. I really hope that this season it's the Clippers and the Lakers in the Western Conference Finals. We all want to see it. Will Kawhi and Paul George dethrone LeBron and AD? We'll, we'll find out, NBA fans. Season just getting started. So happy the NBA hoops are back. Riddle's Rant of the Week.
LaRusso's rant of the week. It's going back to my favorite man, Tony LaRusso. My God, does it just keep getting worse in Chicago for Tony LaRusso. He came out and actually pleaded guilty for his DUI that he had last February. Uh, it said he had one day of home detention, whatever that means. I, I believe it's house arrest. So he gets that little uh, monitor on his ankle, I hope. Or, or he just has a bodyguard out, outside his house. Who knows? But his apology was weak. Uh, you know, he just pretty much said he was just mad at himself. Which, yeah, of course you're mad at yourself. You look like an idiot. He, but he didn't seem, you know, too sincere about his apology. He definitely, it was definitely like, hey, the White Sox organization is like, if you want to coach, you have to come out, give an apology, plead guilty to make this go away. And you know what? It's going to go away. It's going to be resolved. It's going to be in the past. But just not a great look for a manager managing a team that's on the rise. They just signed uh, the number one international prospect, what's new for the White Sox, uh, who is Ioannis Cespedes' brother. Uh, so that's exciting. I, I had no idea that was coming. Uh, but it sucks having all these good news and then new manager, and he's just, you know, the new manager hasn't even done anything yet, and he's the only problem we're having. So hopefully this gets turned around. Hopefully they, when they start playing, they just start winning. Uh, so they erase this Tony LaRusso Chronicles. But Tony LaRusso, definitely on my shit list right now. I hope you get cool on your stocking. Chief or Spotlight of the Week. My G4 Spotlight of the Week has to go to opening night for the Chicago Bulls taking on the Atlanta Hawks tonight. The reason I'm excited, it could be a win. We could be 1-0 to start the year. You can't say that about every Chicago Bulls season. Usually it's a struggle. But right now, first matchup looks favorable. Trey Young coming to Chicago. Bright lights. Not going to be enough, though, because you got Zach Levine, Kobe White, Patrick Williams. The, the, the list goes on. We, we have superstars in Chicago that are waiting for the Atlanta Hawks' bus. And they're already scouting them out. The Hawks have no idea what they're getting themselves into. Playing at the United Center, especially with no fans, just it's case closed. Bulls will take down the Atlanta Hawks tonight. I can't wait. Gallinari, what you want. My flick of the week this week. Damn, I really want to go with Fargo again because I'm just obsessed. But I won't. I'll save you guys the pain. I'm going to take it to an early 2000s classic. Probably the worst movie I've ever seen. But highly entertaining. And that is Doom. Start, starring Dwayne The Rock Johnson. I mean, that movie was maybe the worst movie I've ever seen. Uh, it's definitely a movie that you have to watch Saturday night when it's like 2 in the morning. When you have like your last gasp of air before bed. And you're like, what do I watch? It's Doom. Because this is a movie where it's bad acting. Bad plots. But... There are demons that are running around in a ship with guys with guns shooting at these demons. So it is entertaining. It's it's The dialogue is hilarious. I don't know if the movie... I mean, I'm sure it wasn't trying to be funny, but it definitely was. It definitely wasn't scary. Uh, but highly entertaining. It's kind of like... It kind of reminds me of like those like sci-fi movies where they're just like all the movies that don't make it in theaters. I'm pretty sure Doom did make it to the big screen, but it's well forgotten. 
But Netflix hasn't forgotten it because it's right there at Alex Riddle's suggested movies. So doom, doom, doom. You're doomed if you're watching it, but you'll be entertained. My bet of the week this week, we're taking it to the NBA. NBA is back, which means it's a riddle me that NBA bet of the week. It's going to be a parlay. It's going to be the Miami Heat who are taking on the Atlanta Magic. So the money line's here, not the spread. So they're minus 180. And then we have after that the Mavericks minus 104 against the Phoenix Suns at at 9 o'clock. So they're... It goes the Heat and then the Mavericks, so you can watch both. I'm liking this parlay. I think the Mavericks are being undervalued here. They're plus one, uh, which kind of doesn't make any sense. But, you know, they're saying that Phoenix is at home. They're on the rise, so give them the favorites. But it's going to be the Dallas Mavericks and Luka Doncic showing that they're going to be the team to beat this year in the West. Uh, And Miami Heat, they're pissed that they didn't win at all. They have something to prove, too. So they're coming out versus... A pesky Orlando Magic team, you know, can never count out Vucevic, but it's going to be the Heat. It's going to be the Mavericks. Book it now. We got dubs. It is now time for my favorite segment on the Riddle Me That podcast, the Fichtner Cup Fantasy Football League Playoffs Edition Championship Preview here. So we had the semifinals this week. It was about that action taking on the dots and bailouts and the Sukun saloons taking on rival the 69ers featuring Nick and Madison. It was a hell of a week. But before I get into that, I wanted to go and give a shout out to the Freak Bowl contenders. It was Nick Postovic, Dan Fernando's Vegas son, defeating Big Sam, In kind of dramatic fashion, Big Sam starting off the weekend with Josh Allen and Cole Beasley, giving him a huge start on Saturday, looking like Ticket was going to get the cup. And Ticket announced, actually, in the group chat that if he lost again this year in the Freak Bowl Championship, that he would retire. But it looks like he's back for another year because the Vegas Suns, led by Matt Ryan, David Montgomery and DeAndre Swift, the unlikely of heroes, allows him to not fly to Philly. And instead, it is Big Sam that has 10 cheesesteaks he has to order in Philadelphia. Like I said before, I predicted Big Sam in, in the beginning of the season, and here he is. I predicted that he would make a trip out of it, maybe head over to the East Coast, grab a bite to eat there. But we don't know. We don't know what Big Sam's flight situation is when he's going to get it when he's when it's going to be done we don't have those guidelines yet but when i know i will relay the information we we haven't heard too much of big sam all the only text we i saw from big sam in the group was i'm screwed so he hasn't he hasn't said much i'm sure he's not too happy about it but at the end of the day hopefully he gets it done so he can stay in the league but it's good to know that big ticket will be with us Again, next year, we hate to see a man down, uh, but that's what's going to happen. If Ticket lost, he would not rejoin the league next year. Very understandable, as he has had a rough go of it the last 10 years in the league. But back to the semifinals, the big money on the line, 
And let's take it to the first matchup. We have the one seed about the Ashton taking on the, the four seed Dotson bailouts. And it came down to that Saturday night. Rodgers only getting 18 points, along with Robbie Anderson only getting three. DJ Moore did get 16, but it wasn't enough against about the Ashton team led by the horse himself, Derrick Henry. About that action, Lamar Jackson. I mean, those are his boys. And they performed both combining for over 50 points uh, combined. And it was too much. It was 128.72 to 100.92. Pretty significant dub for about the action. Making his first ever appearance in the Fit Cup Championship. The bailouts with a hell of a run this year. Bailing themselves out as much as they can. But ultimately... Wasn't able to pay the ransom at the end as he was all bailed out. He, he used too many bailouts this year. It would, it would have been a cool story. The saloons and the bailouts were competing in the Freak Bowl Championship last year. Uh, and it was going to be cool to see if this year it would be the saloons against the bailouts in the Fick Cup Championship. I predicted the bailouts would get the upset win, which only feel about that action. I want to give... My condolences to the Bout That Action squad. I never should have doubted you. You guys have performed all year. Regardless of what people said about not putting up points every week, you've got wins. Your your record speaks for itself. And it it's cool to see how far you've come in this league. You know, you were a newly additioned guy, struggled for a couple of years, but now you've laid your foot down and you said, hey, I'm in this league. I'm in it to win it. So congratulations to Bout That Action making the championship. In the other side of the bracket, we had the three seed Nick and Madison's taking on the two seed, the Sukun Saloon, and it was a battle. It was an uphill battle for the Saloons the whole week. But ultimately, it was the Saloons led by Kyler Murray taking him all the way to the ship. 102.94 to 95.22. It was a scare. On Monday night, I was up three. I could have benched. My Pittsburgh defense and Eric Ebron still won, but I played him. You know, I wasn't really worried about getting negative points. But I didn't realize that Big Ben was going to suck so bad. So, and Eric Ebron, don't you know, gets hurt in the first half. So he's out for the whole game. So he is zero. And Pittsburgh defense, if they get more than negative three, I lose. And for a little bit, it did not look good. But Pittsburgh was able to hold it on. The defense was able to get four points for me. Uh, But it was, if I would have lost that matchup last night, the balcony was calling my name for sure. I don't think – I think I think I would have retired from fantasy football. Uh, but it didn't. It didn't happen. The saloons held on. And they're going up against about that action team next week. That I've been scouting all season. The saloons have been scouting about that action. We're trying to find his tendencies. And we think we're on to some, but we're not sure. Uh, we're going to deliberate in the locker room a little bit more before game time. But we think we know about the action's planning – but it's going to be a hell of a battle. We, we are prepared to work. All I know is that Luke Boyd, going back to my semifinal matchup, you know, just, just didn't have it. A classic Luke Boyd playoff performance, talking shit all year, saying, hey, you better respect my team. Well, you know what? Here's why no one respects your team, Luke. Because you don't perform in the playoffs. No one cares about how many semifinals and championships you've been to. Everyone only cares about rings. So as long as you're... So as long as you're not flashing that hardware, no one cares what shenanigans you have to say. So another failed year for the 69ers. You can say all you want. 
You don't have a lot of freaks. You've been competing in the championship for a championship, but you just can't get it done in the playoffs. You're not a playoff performer. And until you are, you're not going to get that respect that you want. Just want to put it up. Just want to keep it real with you because you know what? You're always, you know, talking shit in the group chat. You're always asking for that respect. Well, here's why you don't get it. And you know what? You play a solution that didn't have all they had this, this week, only put up 102 points, but you still weren't able to get it done. So I wish you luck in the third place game uh, against the bailouts. It's going to be a tough one. It's going to be a tough third, fourth place game. I don't know who's going to win that. But it's all about the championship next week. As this is the final preview on the Real Madonna podcast. I can't believe it's it's come to this. You know, we'll, I'll have one uh, recap next week. And, and then that's it. That's it for this segment on this podcast. It's sad that it's coming to an end. But it's the way it goes. And we'll be back next year. It's okay. You know, and, and I'll still update uh, about Big Sam's flight situation, but it's sad that this is going to be the last Riddle Me That Fit Cup predictions for 2020. But here we go. For the third, fourth place game, we have the Dotson bailouts taking on the 69ers between Luke and Madison. Going to be a barn burner. Both projected really close. I took the bailouts last week. You know, I thought they'd bail themselves out in the championship. As much shit as I just talked about Luke, Luke's a third-place guy. You know, that's his, you know, that's in his morale. So, you know what? I'm going to take the 69ers in this one. I'm sorry, bailouts. I would love to see a bailout. But you're out of bailouts, right? You you weren't able to pay your last ransom. Dotson's coming for you, wherever she is. So, you you better get running. The 69ers are going to take this one. It's going to be a heated battle, though. It's going to be 105-103 victory to the 69ers. I think they edge it off for third place and get their money back. For the first place game, the championship, we have the Sukun Saloons taking on about that action. It's going to be a battle. And you know what? If the Saloons were in this championship, my predictions might be a little different. But I, I got to go with the Saloons. The Saloons have been carrying... Me all year. And you know what? I like the matchups. We have a couple Friday matchups. We have Kamara and Thielen going on Friday. And we have Kyler Murray on Saturday. Kittle. Now here's a deal breaker. George Kittle looks like he might play. But the Saloons aren't going that way. We're not going to trust a guy that hasn't played all season with their quarterback and C.J. Beathard on a Saturday. It just it looks sexy that Kittle's coming back. But I just don't trust it. Because we have up-and-coming star... Logan Thomas sliding in at the tight end against the Carolina Panthers who let up the most points against tight ends. We saw it last week with Rob Tanyan, Big Bob, having his way. Logan Thomas is going to have his way as well. And that is the Saloon's championship move that's going to win him the Fick Cup against Derrick Henry and Lamar Jackson. Derrick Henry and Lamar Jackson are scary about that action. They lead the squad. But I like the Lamar Jackson matchup against the Giants. They have a good pass defense. Henry on Sunday night is going to be scary. But the Saloons do have Aaron Jones to counter that on the other side of the field when the Titans take on the Green Bay Packers. Should be a fun week. I'm excited that you know I have games on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. It's going to be stressful. But that's what it's all about. It's the final week of fantasy. Live or die. The choice is yours. That's all the time we have today on the Real Me That podcast. I want to thank everybody for tuning in. 
I want to wish everyone a Merry Christmas. Christmas is on Friday, so spend it with your family. Share some laughs. Open some gifts. Have a couple glasses of wine. Have a good time. Everyone deserves it in these tough times. After that, it's all about fantasy football. So if you're in a championship game this weekend, I wish you the best. It's been a hell of a run this season. And I can't wait to regroup in the offseason for next year's draft. I'll see you guys next week. Riddle Daddy, out.